0: This is Dr. Dawn Russell. I'm a board-certified general OBGYN with over 20 years of practice experience. SheSpace is a place where I can share my experience, recommendations, and knowledge, some would say opinion, on women's health ranging from general health to menopause to pregnancy and everything in between. Today's topic is libido or subtext, not tonight, dear. So when we're talking about libido, it's important that we get the definition straight first. Libido means sexual desire. Now, why that's important is please note that the definition doesn't include a time limit. Sexual desire could be after you've had a date or after foreplay. It doesn't have to be in the middle of the day, in the middle of nowhere, or just when you go to bed. This is important because many of our structures surround the idea that libido simply means you walk around and want to have sex, rather than sexual desire itself. The next thing I want to clarify is the sexual cycles of men and women. So, although I would not agree that everybody belongs in the strict box of men or women, I would say that enough research has been done looking at the difference, mostly determined by sex, in saying that there is a difference in how men and women respond to, initiate, and consider sex. So first of all, there are certain parts of the sexual cycle. Most importantly, what we're talking about is the arousal portion of that cycle and the desire portion of that cycle. And that's where the conflict starts. So women need to be aroused before they actually desire sex. Men can desire sex prior to arousal. So if anybody is doing the math, they realize that that creates some conflict in understanding on both sides and also leads to some of the issues that we encounter in our long-term relationships surrounding libido and sexual activity. It's also really important to understand that sex does not exist in a vacuum in most relationships. As adults or in long-term partnerships, we have a lot of outside influences that have a lot to do with how we feel about ourselves, our partners, and how exhausted we are. So let's talk about work. Let's talk about household chores. Let's talk about anxiety and issues that that might exist, either around social reasons, work reasons, or family reasons. And then let's also take into consideration the social, the religious, or the cultural stigma that surrounds sex. Everything from good to bad. But for many people, this meant that for their young adulthood, sex was stigmatized. And some of those feelings can be left over, interfering with normal adult sexual activity. The other thing that I think is really important to understand for women is that many women can't actually achieve orgasm through penile penetration. And what I mean by that is that most women require clitoral stimulation in order to achieve orgasm. If anybody can honestly picture most sexual positions, you'll understand that with penile penetration to the vagina, this doesn't stimulate the clitoris at the same time. So it is not abnormal to not achieve your orgasm during the act of sexual intercourse, but rather does require direct clitoral stimulation either before or after or during. This is important because this is another reason that women will come to me and think, I'm not very sexual or there's something wrong with me because I can't have an orgasm during sex. But what I want to make sure that women understand is there is nothing wrong with you. You're very normal you just need to do a little bit more with your partner to figure out what actually works for you to achieve orgasm so with a little background of definition and sexual cycles and their differences and considerations of what might influence our libido let's go into a little bit of why on earth is this obgyn talking about this well the reason is is that i get this as a frequent question in my clinic during visits And many times, the woman didn't come in to me to talk about libido, although sometimes people do make an appointment for this. But many times, it's tacked on at the end of a clinic appointment that we were there for an annual or to talk about bleeding or to talk about other female problems. And at the end of the conversation, the woman will say something like the following, you know, my husband wanted me to ask you if there was something that could be tested because I don't want to have sex anymore. Or she'll say something like, you know, I really just don't feel like having sex anymore. Is there something wrong with me? My first question to the woman who brings up the idea that she's concerned about her libido or her partner is concerned about her libido is the very important question of when you start sex, when you do get yourself to that place, can you enjoy it? can you have orgasm and can you enjoy the activity? Most of the time, when asked in that way, the woman will say, yeah, actually I can enjoy it. In those cases, we're definitely dealing with a normal situation of a normal libido that's just been overwhelmed by daily life. If I have somebody in front of me who says, no, I can't enjoy it at all, or I'm having trouble with orgasm, that does lead to a different conversation and sometimes the necessity for counseling or a sex therapist. But these problems can be addressed. I would also be remiss if I didn't mention that if pain surrounds the act of intercourse or is involved in why intercourse isn't enjoyable for a woman, that's also a different conversation. Sometimes the answer is as simple as using lubrication with sexual activity, which is a perfectly okay thing to do. But sometimes it means that you should be evaluated by a gynecologist and make sure that there's nothing going on. And interestingly, it seems like this topic isn't necessarily shared in some women's circles. So women are walking around in this isolated environment thinking that they're sick or there's something wrong with them. And that's often because what they're seeing in the world is relative to fictionalized accounts of life which are really built more on the male sexual cycle that we talked about earlier. Women are frequently depicted in TV, movies, social media, as appearing to walk around just wanting sex out of the blue, which makes the average woman feel like there's something wrong with her. But for most women, our libido, our sexual desire, doesn't start with just seeing a male or saying, oh, it's time to have sex it starts with a mental space. It starts with us being able to let go of some of those daily activities I talked about earlier, work, chores, anxiety. And of course, in lucky situations, it may start with a nice amount of foreplay with our partner or even some time with our partner to lead towards having that mental space for sexual desire. But let's face it, I do not know of a whole lot of couples that have a couple hours to spend every night using foreplay or extended foreplay discussion and romance. No, most couples are dealing with coming home after work, dealing with household chores, often working with children or getting them to bed, and then trying to just take care of the basics of keeping their lives going. After all of this, is it a surprise that you fall into bed and you don't really want to have sex? But then let's consider the other side. Most people in a relationship like the idea of sex. They want to have sex. They want to want to have sex. It's just that our mental space can absolutely overwhelm our physical desires. In these instances, what I've mostly counseled my patients on is a twofold working of this problem. Number one, you have to know yourself. So each woman needs to figure out what types of things actually do work for her to bring her into that arousal phase so that she can desire sex. And if somebody looks at me and says, well, what do you mean? Then there's a few directions I can send somebody. Number one, maybe her and her partners can sit consider games or going to a sex shop or an adult shop and looking at types of games that are to lead towards intimacy with a partner. The other thing that's very frequently works for women are toys, specifically vibrators. For some women, arousal really is more in the headspace. So moving to erotica, so reading an erotic book. And for other women, for many women, porn, specifically the type of porn that is aimed at women, can help them get into that space where they actually have arousal, so that then they have desire. The second prong of this outside of games or toys is talking to your partner. You might be very surprised to find that they are laboring under some of those same stresses as you and that sometimes they just feel like they're supposed to have sex or they want to have sex when in actuality they're tired too. But communication with your partner is not only going to lead to a better relationship. In the case of libido and sex it's very likely to problem solve. The two of you together can problem-solve finding the things that can make it a little bit quicker, a little bit easier for the average night to have successful sexual relationships. In other words, what I really just ask my patient to do is to sit down with her partner, to be honest about her feelings, to be clear that it's not him and it's not necessarily something he did wrong or, or wasn't doing right but more about the fact that she needs to be in a better space so that they can enjoy a good sexual relationship. I would know a very few partners who wouldn't be very interested in exploring some of these options to expand and provide variety in the sex life. An honest talk with your partner can change, not tonight, dear, into, honey, maybe you need to go read one of your books.